Hello, and welcome to Here Goes Nothing, an Invincible podcast. Every week, we recap an episode of the Invincible animated series, and we talk about the comics, too. We're two real good friends who like talking about Invincible. So if you like Invincible and want to hear two fans talk about it, here goes nothing. Hello again, and welcome to Here Goes Nothing, an Invincible podcast with me, your host, Sean, and co-host... Brian! It's me! Brian! (laughs) Everybody's favorite. (laughs) <laughs> I think. you know what you know, you what, know? I ha- Side note, you know what i haven't realized dude we have nothing for anyone to communicate with us there's nothing about emailing us we've never said a single don't, thing don't there's worry no, no one's way. listening so it's fine <laughs> it's fine but ron if kirkman wants to reach out you don't know <laughs> <laughs> if i if i click on the analytics and i see that we've got any listeners then i will get some some stuff going uh but that's been low on my list of priorities just trying to crank these episodes out is seriously the last episode uh was like eight to ten hours of editing oh boy so uh well i'm glad i don't do it (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just like finding time chunks of time here and there and just trying to do my best to get them out so so yeah, we're here to talk about episode five of Invincible. Uh, I keep forgetting to say the title, but you know why you're here if you're listening. I mean, it's episode five. Um, it's That Actually Hurt, I think is yes, the name of it. That is right. That's right. You want to just get into it? Yeah, absolutely. If you don't want to watch this episode, just go read the uh, comic 19, number 19, because that's pretty much what this episode is. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, a, a lot of the story, the whole fight, all of the, there's other stuff in here, but I mean, the guts of this show was definitely uh, 19, which I'll get to later. But what I like, so we start off with, uh, you know, your standard mob operation. And then, you know, you do a cool little scene with Titan coming in. And I do like, because they start off with this one song and they also end with the same song. And it was Make Way for the King by Ohana Baum. I never heard of him, but like it's it's a really awesome, cool song. It, so it like, fits really well. Yeah, so it's really good. I like that. And but one of the things that like so he comes walking in, at first I was like, what's wrong with this criminal empire? Like there are superheroes everywhere. And all it is is a bunch of normal dudes with guns, and that's all it is. There's no, there's, they yeah. have no protection, no other superheroes. And when he like walks in, I kind of got the same feeling of like Boondock Saints, where it was like, there was a firefight, <laughs> and like they're all, and the thing is like they're all panicking and shooting at him, and he's just calmly walking as he just ruins their day casually. Like, he just, there's no hustle for him. He's just strutting around. And I love that, like, the gore on this, like, they showed little bits and pieces throughout the rest of the episodes. But this one, I was just like, oh, shit, we're just going to open up with this, I guess. There's just chunks of bodies, like, everywhere. And then, like, (laughs) he throws a gun at the dude's face, and, like, his face, like, explodes from the fucking gun. 
And then there's another dude that shoots that shoots him at like point blank range and then just ricochets and shoots himself in the fucking face. And even that was gory. So yeah. it's just it's a good intro. Yeah. There I mean it's a cool fight. I felt like it was a little bit of a parallel because um there's that part where Nolan or Omni Man goes to the other planet where the aliens invaded from and he uh-huh. says, Now it's my turn. Yeah. And then yeah. he says that line right at the beginning of this fight. Titan does. I'm yeah, pretty I, sure. Yeah, right. I think a lot of this, a lot of this episode is kind of showing you the difference in lives. It's kind of like, this is what a normal suburb li- or suburban life looks like. And this is what the city looks like. Yeah, well, he says that later. Yeah, which is awesome. I'm not a criminal. I just owed one money and now I can't get out. So? So aren't you a hero? Helping people and taking down bad guys. Yeah. But let's get to the next part where uh, Mark fights that dude. Uh, his name is Kill Cannon. And apparently, okay. I didn't even realize this. I, like, I just got this because I, I, I like reading the little trivia things on there. And apparently, Kill Cannon is like Eve's uh, arch nemesis. And I did nemesis in quotes because it's only him that thinks he's her nemesis. But he does fight her a lot in the comic. But he's he's definitely another throwaway villain of the week. Yeah. The next yeah, scene ahead. where he walks up to Amber and she just like looks him up and down. Oh, her I know. Eyes barely move, and I'm like, I know. man, they really got. They nailed that. I I wrote that in there too. Of just it really captured it. It really captured it. <laughs> yep. Fuck. <laughs> they they then, captured that look. I've gotten that look a couple uh, of times. <laughs> I, I but what I like though is like Japanese. I went Japanese cheesecake. I'm like, huh. I'm like, good game, Mark. That'll do it. It's like basically what he did was the equivalent of Hander or Snickers bar and say, oh, feel better when you're when you're not yeah. hungry. <sighs> okay. That's fair. Like, it was a real fucking dick move. He's just, he's so inept. Oh, God. They really highlight it in this episode. And But, you know, all it takes uh, to get to that episode is just getting your ass kicked and put in the hospital. I guess it's all forgiven. Shitty so, boyfriend is forgiven. <laughs> uh, a werewolf lady. I like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the funny thing is she's only in this, and her name apparently is Roarface. <laughs> and the and and the best part is it, he she was named by Corey Walker, which is one of the writers, and I think he's one of the artists. In the script, it referred to the roaring face of an unnamed supervillain. So he gave her a backstory, and apparently the metal collar around her neck prevents her from becoming all werewolf. So that's why only her <laughs> head is affected by the werewolf thing. So like they have all that like weird little story in there. Why is he still working at Burger Mart? Is that crazy? Yeah, it kind of is. I like that they're showing a lot of these scenes are just showcasing Mark as a superhero and being good at it. And at the same time, they're also portraying him as cocky. But like he is being good at it to and, an extent. He's yeah, still exactly. making mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. But I like I give him respect for still working a shit job, even though he was a superhero. Like because I completely forgot that he was even working there till they put this scene in. There. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's kind of like Spider-Man delivering pizzas. Yeah, right? Yeah. You're just like, you could fucking, you're Spider-Man, dude. I really, really, really like the next scene um, where they're questioning the mad scientist about the gravity bomb, and they're just holding him up in the air. They're oh, just, like, yeah. In the sky. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, so that funny. Was, that was such a great scene with Omni-Man just being like, 
Now what? Mark, you have to scare him. Make him think you'll actually drop him. I can hear you! I don't know, that, that seems mean. All right, here, I'll show you. Ah! Huh. There, see? Uh... Now he'll tell me everything. Okay, but you're gonna catch him, right? Yeah, in a second. Aaron just like sits there and paws like you never see him move. He's just watching him fall to his death. Yeah, that was great. Remember when he pointed out the name of the high school? Oh yeah, I immediately noticed his voice, yeah. and then I was like, hey, and then he's like, "Thanks," or he says, "Mr. Winslow." Yeah, and I'm and like, "His name's Mr. Winslow too." They're not going all, for it. All I'm asking for is one measly little week <laughs> and one measly little late. Uh, but that's too much uh, to ask. What? Not only that, they tried to make him look like him. That that principle, they oh, changed yeah. how he looks to try to make it look like actually him. It was the end of last episode, the very end when um, Donald comes in and there's a scientist like testing the blood that yeah. they took for Mark. I think that's also voiced by him. It sounded exactly like him if it wasn't him. But I did like the speech that Titan, when he steals the security chip, when he runs into the security guards. I really like that scene where he sets it up and he's like, do you guys really want to fight when you work minimum wage or do you just want to point your guns in the air and look like you tried? And then it just made me feel like it was like a scene from point blank because they also all put their guns up in there and they're like, It's just flaring yeah. in the air. <laughs> like, it just felt like it was homage. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, yeah, that's what I felt like. They were just all pointing the guns. I'm like, oh, we give up. <laughs> it was solid, man. I, re- I, I, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, like, t- there's keep showing, like, humanity in Titan. Like, I like that he's... Yeah. He, he Like, they're showing humanity, but I, I, I thought it was funny of just, like... I'm sorry. I got to burn your house down, but I'm going to give you some money, I guess. And then you're going to be okay. But I got to burn your house down. That's just the rules. I'm sorry. He's trying to get out. He's yeah. trying to get out. And, and it makes sense. It makes sense. There isn't any more time, Gary. And I like that Mark was just having that conversation with Amber <laughs> texting and the guy's just like hitting him the whole time. And he's like, dude, I'm like, like I'm texting. Like how rude, you know? <laughs> like they did really good on playing that up. Yeah. Um, uh, machine head like it's yeah. he's so much cooler in the show than he is in the comic like in the comic he was kind of cool but he was just like eh, it's another you know scumbag bad guy but in this it definitely made him cooler and i he's like funny that, well <laughs> because well did you know that he's voiced by uh jeffrey donovan he's the dude from burn notice yes i i knew i, I was like i know that guy's voice even though it's all modulated and stuff mm-hmm. i was like i know that voice from somewhere and, and I he's saw it with so him. good yeah it's perfect yeah. Yeah, that's that's nice. That's that works nicely. And okay, here's a thing. Hmm. So number one, back when I was a teenager, do you remember the show The Pretender? Yes. He was a character on that show. Oh, was he? Only in two episodes, though. I thought I remembered him as like a much bigger part of it. Yeah. Um, but according to IMDb, it's just two episodes. But so when Burn Notice started, I was like, oh, it's the guy from Pretender. Yeah. His counterpart. You remember his female, like she was, yeah. I don't want to call her a sidekick, but she was one of his team. Yeah. Uh, kind of a love interest. Her name was Fiona. Yeah. Titan's daughter's name is Fiona in this. Episode. Oh yeah, it totally is. <laughs> yeah. The mom and the Fiona are voiced by the same person too. 
Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. just I I just noticed that I don't know why I made that connection, but yeah, I thought it was kind of it's probably totally a coincidence, but I I really did like the voice modulation, and I thought that was a really solid character. So there uh, was sometimes when it almost had a, like a melody to it. Yeah. It right. Like he was singing. Yeah. yeah. If Cecil has all these resources, the the Global Defense Agency, yes. why aren't they seeking out guys like Titan that seem like they're like good guys in a bad position? And why aren't Be- they hiring them? Because again, I think they only do big picture stuff. I don't think he really does little picture stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like well, it seems like somebody like Titan you could throw at a big picture thing. I mean, he's pretty he's pretty strong. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd probably give him like a C. Out of anything, like he, as far as characters, we're going yeah. one me. He's not. Yeah. A, he's well, not a, he's not yeah, an S. No. <laughs> I mean, at best, I might give him a B, but like well, his armor kept coming apart pretty all easily. All the S, all the S rating people have been murdered, so we've gotta, yeah. <laughs> we gotta, we yeah. gotta like get some yeah. new blood in there. Just trying to push an asteroid away from Earth. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then Omni Man's like, by the way, that was a small one. <laughs> like, oh god, I love that one. That was so great. It's just like. <sighs> How's it feel to save the world, or at least the country? By the way, that was a small one. That was a small one? Yeah, you should have seen the asteroid I diverted a few years ago, the size of Texas. Oh, crap. Like, yeah, it's like you should have seen it. Just, like, constantly flexing. Like, Omni-Man is, I'm going to keep saying this through this episode, but is, is like, alpha male. He is hardcore alpha male. Oh, yeah. And he's real alpha male in this episode. So Well, yeah, and it's like... Um, I feel like that's been his whole persona this whole time. And like the only time that he softens up is, or seems like he's softening up is with Debbie. And then sometimes with Mark. Yeah. But yeah. most of the time he's to get to the Debbie finds. Uh, let's see. I wrote Mark is the shittiest boyfriend <laughs> because, and I, I'm right. I'm going to say spoiler now. I'm, I'm guessing most people probably seen it by this point, but, uh, I think at this moment at 1335, I think that Amber, because he's late again, he was supposed to have dinner with the mom and Mark of course is like two hours late or whatever. I think at this point she knows he's a superhero and you'll hear her. She asks is like, I've been down this road before and once was enough. Hold on. Why? Because I wanted to ask about that line because like what road? Like, I, yes. And I think that's what he's talking about because I don't know if it's, I think it's next episode. Um, she tells him when he finally tells her, she's like, I knew you were a superhero weeks ago. I'm just upset that you kept lying to me about it. So like she figured it out and that's what they did different in the comics. Well, that's what I remember when she said off saving the world again. Yes. So she did know when she said that. And then, I, I don't, don't want to jump ahead. I, I don't, don't want to jump ahead. But later in this episode, she mm-hmm. says to Eve the same line. She yeah. says the same line to Eve. So I think she knows way more than. Honestly, I think that's why she's putting up with the shitty boyfriend thing. Because if that was a normal dude doing all this stuff, no fucking way. But I think she knows. And this is what makes her, once again, the best fucking girlfriend ever. She's super understanding and she keeps letting him slide on all this bullshit because she did give him a little punch list of nice things that he does. But then you pick up the sushi I like. 
or you leave a note in my locker, or you surprise me after class, and you're not a bad kisser, but that doesn't make it okay if you keep doing it. But like at the same point, she's like, you're always this, you're always that. And she's kind of pushing of like, hey, maybe you can stop lying to me. And then he had the opportunity and he still fucking fell out and didn't take it. Uh, there's a commercial on the TV and it's about the burger and the burger mark slogan is start your day with a hot BM. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that at all. Uh, yeah. That's but, funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this is what really, I thought this was weird because they play ominous music and I'm like, and I wrote, why is Titan looking like he's breaking into his own house? Going into his own house, I shouldn't be suspicious that he's going into his own fucking house. To see his own kid. I mean, it's a it's a misdirect. <laughs> he had a bad day. Like, who fucking like? Why are you doing this to me? Can you believe these punks? Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And the final one that I had is, you see uh, Mark carrying off Elephant Man. <laughs> yeah. And and the elephant is both a nod to uh, the rhino from Spider Man, oh, yeah. of course. And yep. but and it's also a long running joke in the comic. And I said this before where he, it's just a villain that Mark always, like, and I forgot about this, but he he always fought him in a comic, and he always forgot that he's fought him before. Like, <laughs> the guy's, like, Mark has beat him so many times, but he's just like, I don't even know who you are, dude. <laughs> like, that just that actually rings a bell. I feel like I remember that. <laughs> it, yeah, it's Now really that you're funny. saying it. So Nicole Byer is the voice of his wife and his daughter. That's cool. Yeah, right? Oh, I wrote from, that in there. I didn't have uh, to look her up. Nailed it. Something was crunching in here. <laughs> oh right, yep, 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 yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, I mean, she's just, she's just funny. She's on lots of podcasts. She has her own podcast, of course, and all right, that of stuff. Course. Debbie finds Damien Darkblood's notebook, and I wrote, "Which so look begins like... the descent of Omni Man." <laughs> yeah, and also his notes look like the scrawlings of a madman. So I yeah. don't know how she's gonna put it all together. <laughs> yeah, I know. And she, well, she's just like, well circled costume so i guess i gotta find the costume that's all i can really understand in that <laughs> she's remembering that scene where that jumped out at me when when it initially happened where he asks for his costume back hey i need my costume back i don't care how torn up it is it's classified and i want it back go get it now i'm like whoa dude just like be yeah cool. why are you being <laughs> so angry about it yeah i mean but it makes he... sense now and that was good classic classic uh um, planting the seed there. Dude, Eve's parents are, well... Pieces of shit? Yeah. <laughs> her dad is. Her mom seems nice, but they call her Samantha? Nobody else calls her that. Doesn't he call her Eve at school? Why is yes. he calling her Eve in Everyone front of Everyone calls her Eve. I don't know. Uh, yeah, e, uh, Samantha Eve Wilkins. That's oh, so it's her middle name. So she goes by her middle name. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. But, uh, yeah. She classic teenager. She just makes a door instead of using the door. Oh, just... by the... oh no 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 yeah I wanted to bog... I wanted to put point. Don't down you on leave this. that door there? <laughs> yeah yeah I know that was great. Uh my okay the dad is definitely being alpha and a toxic you know a toxic dude and he's just like you forgive him because he everyone makes oh, mistakes yeah. for cheating and like that was perfect. He's like, I like she. I like that the dad is like, oh, Rex explode. I was like, that's the only reason why I wanted you on there because he could protect you. And I'm like, 
Eve is so much more powerful <laughs> than fucking Rexplode. It's yeah. basically sending Gambit to protect Scarlet Witch. Like, yeah. they, <laughs> they, they could yep. con- she could conjure fucking anything that she wants. And you're going to be like, well, I explode things. Oh, well, I can make a shield. I'm like, well, okay. Like, I don't need you. I think and then Rex. I like that she flexes on her parents with it too. That's what I love. Rex that seems like goes, he can take some hits, but that's about it. Like he, he's yeah. basically an, a normal, maybe more than normal, strong guy that can make things explode. But yep. that's it. He's not. He's not okay. really anything compared to her. What I really love in that moment is when she like lifts up and yeah, she's gonna make the door. If you pay close attention, you'll see that. When she makes a door, she cuts her family photo directly in half. Yeah. Right where yep. the fucking door goes. And her I was like, oh, I no, no, I love it. Cause her mom's like, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> like, it, like it, that little thing was so like, I love the mom, the mom line on that. That was so fucking great. Like, even though she's a secondary, well, she, I mean, in all honesty, she's a primary character, but in this first season, she's more of a secondary character. Yeah, I they haven't really done like a lot her. of, this is the first real, like, real backstory we've gotten of her, and it's episode five. Right. So. And and I like that, I like the route that they're taking her being a humanitarian. Like, she has this really great superhero power, but she's like, eh, I don't want to fight what 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 else can i do and like i like that they're kind of showing you the transition because you don't really see other super like no other superheroes like i've never seen that where they just go straight humanitarian is he a good guy that's what people say are you a good guy they just it's always like i gotta go fight other guys or I gotta go stop corruption or some some crime yeah, or something it's not like because like invincible could like help build things or he can he can obviously drill through the earth like he could yeah. be like oh you need a well okay yeah Boom. <laughs> he could yeah. he can dig you a well but he's out he's you know punching bad guys in the face yeah he's all fun yeah he's all uh, it's all about the fist and then like i like that they showed that there's more than just doing that there's different things you can do i mean the only other character that came close to that that i can like that, that even like pops out in my brain is storm from x-men that's the only other person that yeah. was kind of humanitarian i like the neck i just like the song in the next scene where he's flying <laughs> it's alive by battle tapes it's a really really cool song um it reminded me of another album i like called wrath of code and i'm blanking on the name of the artist now but uh look it up on spotify um it's basically really similar music Titan makes the sign for Invincible. Doesn't I was like, his whole he, name. it's it's really lucky that Invincible happened to be flying by that particular uh, yeah, building. <laughs> I know, I know. That was a little too too circumstance. I like the idea of Titan just sitting there for night after night, like waiting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck, where is he? <laughs> yeah, right. Just waiting. Oh, there he is. There. Oh, you didn't see it. Oh, damn yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna find an. I can't buy more paint. So this is. <laughs> I'm yeah. stuck here. Yep. This is your life now. This is what you do. Titan just does a really good job of selling him on helping him out. Yeah. Top to bottom, does a great sales job. I like the scene where he's carrying him. I know. That's when I sang. I was just like, that is one of the running jokes in the comic 
is like every time he has to carry somebody, he like always grabs them awkwardly and they're like, you need to, you need to learn how to carry them better. So like, that was the thing of like why he was carrying like a baby. And then he's just like, it's some bullshit. It's not a party for me either, man. Oh uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And then like, that's why he's flying them by the armpits. Like I remember in one of the comics, you know, it, it hurts when you just hold me only by the armpits, you know, where you're flying me everywhere. <laughs> like you got to do better. You got to find a better way. And he's like, everyone keeps telling me that. <laughs> so it, it, I, I really like that. The next scene for me, and this was something that like, it actually stopped to me and I went, holy shit. They're sitting there eating. Look at all their plates, right? It all looks like normal, right? Like you see all the food plates, everything looks uh-huh. normal. And then he says, pass the potatoes. Look at that fucking bowl of potatoes. Do you, how <laughs> many, how much fucking mashed potatoes do you have to have? But everything also, else is normal portion, but the, there's a fucking giant ass bowl of mashed potatoes. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but I, I just thought it was really funny. I wrote, I wrote, Jesus Christ, the fucking potatoes. Christ, Debbie. <laughs> well, sometimes you make, you're like, oh, it serves four. And then you make it and like, Jesus, this is a lot of <laughs> potatoes. Like, it was if she a lot made, of fucking potatoes. Like if she made instant, sometimes you make instant. You're like, oh no. But not that much. That was a full bowl, dude. I, I've done that sometimes. <laughs> that much? Like, yeah, because it, it like that's expand, like a party it size. Water. That's a party size mashed potato right there. That's a bucket of mashed potatoes. You you look <laughs> you measure it out in the measuring cup, and it's like, oh, that doesn't look like that much. And then you pour it in the water, and it expands out. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird because I keep looking at their cups too, and they have just like brown drink in it. I don't even know what the fuck that it's is. It's all it's all like just per. It looks purple to me, but. Um, well, um, in one scene, and the and when you when it, sometimes it cuts, it, yeah. See, now it looks purple, but a couple seconds later, it lo- uh, earlier, it looked like it was brown. So like, like, he's fucking changing. Okay, stop. He's not wrong, Rex. There's so much subtext in this conversation at the dinner table. She's talking about like basically, you know, Nolan's trying to talk him out of helping. There, just every line has subtext of the bigger story. I I like that basically Nolan teased Debbie up to make himself look like a real asshole. And (laughs) because he's just like, yeah, he's like, you should listen to your mother because she says, you know, sometimes people aren't who you think they are. And he's like, that's right. Listen to your mother. She's right. And it's like, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about is she's sitting there like, who did I marry? Yeah. Right. and sometimes people aren't who they say. But the most the most important line that I didn't catch Later on, you see when Mark gets his ass kicked that he's like floating in the air. And you're like, why the fuck is he just floating there and not helping? Why is he not doing anything? And I realized when I rewatched this at 2230, he says, you help this guy and you'll learn a really painful lesson. I'm just going to make sure he learns his fucking lesson because I am right and he is wrong. And that's been and the thing is, there's a couple lines in this episode just sprinkled in there. You need to listen to me. You need to listen to me. Stop doing what you think you need to do. You need to listen to me. And this oh. was his teaching moment for that. Dude, when he says, um, you'd be making a huge mistake, Mark says, because he's using you. I'm not an idiot, dad. I know when someone's lying. And yep. it's like, you're talking to your dad. Your dad. He's lying to you, <laughs> to right, you now. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And like, that's what like, and that, that's the fun little subtext thing that they always put in there. And like, right, even though I watched it a second time, I didn't even realize, but that was who, that's what they were trying to do through the whole episode, which just have Nolan constantly trying to make Mark listen to him. 
as I mean, as a Voltramite, that's how you learn your lesson. You get your fucking shit knocked out, and then you're, and then you'll learn from it. So like that's why it's so super duper important. And then I wrote, Guardians are doing good? Question <laughs> mark. I really like uh like it was a cool like oh yeah we're awesome high fives all around and then you know the the leader's like uh no we fucking suck and here's how we suck and I like that yeah. they're able to pull that up and what's cool is I got I was all like yeah they are bringing him in here because they had the lizard league that's who they fought I was like yeah fuck yeah they're bringing lizard league and apparently I didn't realize this lizard league is just cobra from GI Joe that's who they are. <laughs> So like that was that was really cool. Um and and I really and they did a really nice little touch when Shrieking Ray when they cuz they were talking about the gun like what was the gun called? And oh Shrieking yeah, Shrieking Ray she, says the name of cuz she, she felt shrinks awkward. a little she bit. shrinks a little bit. Oh, yeah. that was cool. I really like that I, I wrote that down there. I was confused because in the last episode Monster Girl was like I'm 24 and then he's going he's hesitating handing her a beer and she's like I'm 25. Yeah. So now well, she's 25 like I don't know. Nobody cares, Sean. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe she's also trying to lie, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I it was cool to see Kate's uh, powers as she like handed her a beer and yet merged into the same person and like still had two beers. It was like oh, kind of yeah. cool how they did that. So like, there's like, if you really pay attention to this stuff, like you'll see like how they use like the powers and like for you for as the viewer you're just like oh yeah blah, 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 blah. but like they do a really good job of executing the use of people's powers in like normal situations debbie is bringing nolan back down to earth and i like that he acts like a fucking alpha male and she always whips his ass back into shape he's like you don't know the decisions we have to make you're not a superhero she's like i taught you that shit when you first came here you didn't know anything about humans or our society or what was important to us. And? I taught you all that. I showed you how to be a hero here. And suddenly you think I can't do that for Mark? Yeah, right? As <laughs> I, I taught said, you I, what it means to be a superhero here. Oh yeah, she's like, you don't know anything about human culture. And he goes, and? She's like, I fucking taught you that shit. He's like, <laughs> okay, you're right, I, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was good. Definitely, again, showing like, she is his rock to humanity. And when he loses it, we lose him into he's now Voltramite, no longer part human. Mark is putting his trust in someone he shouldn't instead of listening to me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's just trying to push on that. It's about Mark being dumb and needing education because he doesn't know where <laughs> Mongolia is. She's like, you don't need to know where Mongolia is. He's like, yeah, right? He's like, no, <laughs> you totally do. <laughs> Because when you're flying over it, you should probably know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> Molar twins do that cool, like why do they, why do they have to know which one is like why they both think they're their original? Do they explain that in the comic why they always think the other one is? Yes, actually, there is one time where um, something happens. I mean, it's always a philosophy oh, if you think about that. I'm just sorry. Yeah, well, I'm watching, sorry, the episode with subtitles, and I'm remembering I got the answer to my question, because um, when I was pulling audio for this episode, I noticed that he says, hey, clone, welcome to the land of the living. He's like, yeah, what are you talking no. about? I'm the clone. And then the first guy says, okay, so the process was a success. Yes. So I think he knows that the process worked of yeah. transferring his consciousness if the other one thinks he's the original. 
That's well, how he knows yeah, the process well, worked yeah. perfectly. They if said it, they if he knows he's it. the clone, then then it um it doesn't work. So yeah, okay. Well, right. That was the whole thing. Like they have to have it like that. They explain. I think they explain it in the next episode or whatever. There's been a couple movies and stuff or shows where they have like cloning, right? And there's this awesome one with Paul Rudd, where. Oh, um, I started watching that and then I fell off of it. I got to get back to that. That was a cool show. Yeah. So like, that's the whole thing is like, okay, you have a clone. Okay. So what does the clone do? And what do you do? Did you get to do all the fun stuff? Well, the clone does all the work. Ideally, that's what you want. But the problem is, then your clone's going to try to kill you because (laughs) he wants to do all the fun stuff. So if you want to make it so it's equal, you both have to believe you're the original. And it's the only way. And I mean, it's, it's like a... It's like he answered a time travel paradox question <laughs> is what he did. And I think I, I honestly, it it's really clever. I think that that's exactly how that should go. And it also makes for a great running gag. I almost forgot how good I look. This okay. next scene, Debbie They're, is a genius. I wrote, God, Debbie is such a badass. She's <laughs> This plan to get have him be gone for 20 minutes is yep. just finds the exact timing. Out for how long it's going to take him to fly to these places. Yeah. So fucking perfect. And I honestly forgot for a couple episodes what um, Nolan did for a living. I forgot he was an author. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the travel play, author. That plays a really, well, kind of a travel author. It's actually a fiction travel, and you'll find that out later. I don't want to spoil it because those books that he writes – are actually super duper 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 important. And that's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay. You're right. You're so strong and tough. The penthouse fight. And this is where basically if you read issue 19, it, it has everybody. It's only minus uh, one guy. So like all those same people were in the comic, but there's one guy missing and they just obviously didn't do it because of production constraints. Throwing so like, him, throwing him like a rock through the window was awesome. I know that was really <laughs> cool. I, 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 that was definitely something I put in there too. We're just like watching him go, and I love the. There's a lot of swearing in this episode, and ah, I love it. <laughs> See, impressive shit like that is exactly why I'm never letting you go. Fuck this. I can feel every punch in this fighting scene. Like, it's so good to watch. Like, you can really, if you're, like, immersed in this, like, you're you're feeling everything. It's, like, it's it's really well done. <laughs> also, Italian maple, by the way. I know. I, I love that. That was, He's so good. At that line was, I, I really, really, really love this. And then it shows that Omni-Man is watching because he's got to watch Mark have his hard lesson. But at the same time, Cecil jumping a little head makes it gets an anonymous call. And yeah. that's why fucking I'm, Who, I don't, I don't well, know. Anonymous person knows the number for Cecil. Left a message. A message. What number did you call? Two, four, nine or five, six, seven, eight. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie talkie? No, it was cordless. Mm-hmm. You know what? Don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Marco Super Saiyan, because uh, you need to. I hope you pull this line, but oh, I, but when before, he goes, you guys are fucking dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this this whole fight is really cool. He's fighting like the Bizarro Guardians, kind of. Oh well, yeah. There's a time when the Guardians come in, 
and the bad guys are doing a significantly better job at being a fucking team yeah, than the Guardians yeah. of the Globe. When they come in, though, it, uh, they do a really good job, if you closely pay attention, around 6, uh, 36.30, that they start to showcase each hero's talents while they're fighting. I do obviously love Battle Beast's Wharf, and I love the way they animated him. Oh, yeah, he's so um, great. When the, when the Guardians show up, it's really cool how they just come through the wall. Battle Beast is just too strong. He's just too. Oh, oh yeah, and that's strong. and it's so great. And I like the brutal scene where Battle Beast slams his fucking mace down on Invincible, and he's just like looking up and getting showered in blood and just like licking it off his face. I'm yeah, like, that's the way Battle they, Beast, man. The way they animated his mouth was yeah, just, just like, like ah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Battle Beast. This battle is beneath me. There is no honor in killing insects. But then I like that after he did that, Robot does his ultimate. Like he basically just shoots a laser out of his chest. He's yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, so Robot's ultimate just left a minor burn mark on his arm. I'm like <laughs> you fucking he didn't do shit to Battle Beast. Battle Beast was finally like kind of like peaked at that second. He's like, all right, all right. And then you see Guardians of the Globe round two. And then I wrote finally some fucking teamwork but yeah I, it only took two, of two them. members to fucking die before you're like oh yeah. i guess we'll try well, they, now <laughs> they don't die like they don't what? die. well they don't but he like fucking i thought they were dead he I got was like, his arm shit. like fucking broken right and off and then he got thrown against the wall and just like yeah. rag like a ragdoll oh and i love that monster girl's <laughs> face is just yeah he smashes it with a rock <laughs> and you're like but it really, it, I think they didn't need to do that. I got why they did it. it kind of pissed me off because they were like, they smashed the face of Monster Girl and they're like, oh, you fucked up. We're ready to fucking go. And then like he throws fucking little kid magnets at him. Like, like <laughs> it was so anti, like, I mean, I get it. It's explode, but I'm like, and it was a good idea because they put the magnet. Like, I guess that's a clear way to be like, oh, we had magnet. Like, why didn't you do the fucking magnets in the first place? One. Yeah. Why didn't, and then why, two, didn't he, why didn't he do the laser beam out of his chest in the first yeah, place? Right. Like, right. It's it just, it's so incredibly frustrating of like, there's a lot of poor choices that they made, but I mean, I get it. Like you could tell like that thing that they did when they're like, oh, you fucked up was an actual move that they practiced of like giving duplicate all the fucking magnets. This show is so brutal. Oh yeah. Like you just watched his arm get busted off basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew exactly when where he, you were. When he grabs her by the throat. Pathetic child. She, I feel like he, he does. He can form. see through the magic maybe. That's my guess. And he doesn't give a shit. But I but, feel like at the end of this, uh, Battle Beast never would have like left. He never would have just pieced out. That was not the impression i got from him from the comics he was no, always just looking for more he was looking more? for more well right but but they, i feel like the, he would have murdered all of them no the best <laughs> the best that they fucking did though well he well at first it was he was gonna murder them out of mercy because invincible actually put up a pretty decent fight but no one else was hitting him as hard monster girl can't hit as hard as invincible none of them can hit as hard as invincible and like he was just already done and he tried to, he fucking beat the shit out of him. And then basically was like, this is pathetic. You wasted my time. Oh, the coolest thing in this whole, in the whole fight. Like I actually, like I liked the letters. I thought that was a funny touch. Yeah. But like the, when, um, what's her, the shrinking girl, shrinking Ray, when she yep. grabs the guy around the throat and then shrinks. Yeah. 
to choke him out. That was awesome. Yeah. I I, yeah. And the comic, the Guardians of the Globe, when they fought, like when Battle Beast like beats the shit out of them, like it wasn't Monster Girl. It was another one called Bulletproof. Okay. Um, and and what was crazy is the Immortal was fighting with them during this fight because the timeline is different compared to what it is. I was promised this world offered worthy opponents. They're very, very good at making like the aftermath of the fight. Like they, they do a really good job at making the viewer feel the gravity of the scene and of like the injury because it isn't just like how fucked up do they look? It's also the reactions of the characters. And that's what really makes this such a unique and such a great show um, compared to others. Because like, if you watch my problem with watching a Superman movie is I'm like, it's fucking Superman. Like yeah. what, what's the biggest threat? Oh, cool. Oh, so he overcame it. Neat. All right. <laughs> Neat. Cool. Like you never believe that there's any real threat when it comes to Superman. Fucking invincible on the other hand and all this shit is like, no, 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 no. They do a really good job at being like, I don't know if he's going to make this a time to make it this time. There's a, he's, he's kind of wheezing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's it, not great. <laughs> it has, a, it has like a, a DC look, but a Marvel feel to it. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yes. Like it's, it, there's nobody like it may except Captain Marvel, maybe in Mar- in the Marvel movies that is like so OP that they can just kind of take out anything. Yeah. Um, but even she needed help, you know, like right there, but there's not really other than Omni, man, there's not really anyone on earth that is like, Oh, like super overpowered that can just right. stop any threat. And obviously he sits a lot of stuff out for whatever reason. I want to jump to hang on four... before we do that. I, yes. I really want to get to my, Oh, soup get kitchen. to your soup kitchen thing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. at, um, it's 41 18 for me. Um, okay. they pan across the, the people at the soup kitchen. Okay. Did you notice who was there Hold from on. episode one, the girl that, or the kid, I don't know, um, uh, that's training with Martian man. Uh huh. She's in the soup kitchen sitting at a table next to Titans family. Oh, that's cool because <laughs> yeah, because she was, uh, cause she looked like she was homeless. Yeah. yeah that makes she was... Oh, that was her. Yep. That was a quick, that was a quick little <laughs> second there. Good, good yeah. Catch. I just, I just had, well, you know, I watched this episode like I have to watch the episode multiple times. Actually, <laughs> I don't. I'm figuring out how to streamline the whole process. Nice. But uh, um, yeah, I'd end up watching it multiple times and catching things like that. So okay, well, did I, you I also catch... end up missing a lot of things uh, yeah. last episode. Holy crap! Well, I wanted to point out if, when Omni Man comes flying to his house after Mark is you know being rushed to the hospital essentially, and Debbie oh. just got the call. You will see Omni-Man looks fucking pissed as shit because he has that same look of like that expression on his face. looks like he's saying pathetic in his yep. head. And then as soon as he sees Debbie, he changes it and is like, yep. oh, what? What's up? What's going on? Oh, oh Mark's so hurt? Concerned. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. What's the ma- What's the stick that he touches Machine Head's head with to open his head up? That's what I really <laughs> like. Is that's what like they're trying to do a, a cool thing with Cecil of like Cecil is a person who just fucking knows everything. He's like the Batman of this universe without being a superhero. Like he's an evil Batman. Like he knows oh no evil. He's just basically a neutral character. He's not really good and he's not evil. He's just well, neutral. He does whatever it takes 
to yeah. protect the earth and he knows all of the secrets of everything like and how did like, he, he yeah of course he has something like, to take out the thing he he knows machine head and he knows his weakness and he's like yep. i'll let this guy keep operating i don't care and then if he comes across something valuable i'll come take it from him yep and, and just came across a computer chip that there or maybe he's maybe it was he stole it from him i don't know yeah yeah but um something they were developing that was like super good technology he's like i'll just take that yep <laughs> pretty much uh i wanted to point out that like the whole titan storyline that was only for the animated for the show like there was no family and kid and stuff like oh, that in the comic this is all um it, it's the end yeah. of this episode that has the scientist guy that i think is also voiced by reginald Vell johnson I mean, I'd believe it. I mean, like, yeah, they're trying to figure out what hurts Fultramites and just give us another insight the, of, like... The answer is in the blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked I liked the episode. It was a cool episode, cool fight scenes. Did you have a, an MVP for the episode? Uh, uh, Show stealer? Uh, I'm trying to think of who I would consider the MVP on this episode. Honestly, probably Battle Beast is the MVP. I mean, like, as far as, like, things that stand out for me in this episode, like, I did not remember a lot on this episode besides Battle Beast. And, like, it kind of sucks. I hate to say that. It's, like, it wasn't the most memorable. But, like, I mean, they're doing what they got to do for the series. I mean... I, it's hard for me not to just give it to Debbie every episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Debbie, but, uh, for sure. Yeah. I, think I, I think I'm trying not to, because I think it's just going to end up being that she is the MVP of the first season. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. Uh, but at this rate, but that could change, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I think Battle Beast was like the show stealer. I mean, he's the big bad. The, he's the biggest bad in the in it outside of Omni-Man. Yeah, right. But, um they definitely wrote a line in there where he says you fight with no honor like klingon that's a big klingon well right 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 <laughs> right right and then he also said and then but he ends with the line of there's oh yeah we didn't even mention that that there is like we we found out in the last between the last two recordings we found yeah. out that they got picked up for two more seasons yeah. which is awesome news i was yeah. so psyched to hear that i mean i wasn't surprised but i was like yes yes other people like it besides me and brian this is awesome yeah i mean yeah there's <laughs> so many memes like and you don't even know dude the very last episode even though it's only been out for less than a week there has been a and there was on injure today a fucking shit ton of fucking memes for one scene in there and like it was just like used for like a they someone made an animated gif of all the different memes using that. I mean, I've watched episode six so far because I I wanted to get ahead on pulling the audio and stuff. But oh um, right, yeah, yeah, I got some ups and downs on that one. It's it's kind of like a like a a Brandon Sanderson book, the Sanderson Avalanche is what it's called. Yeah, and it's like it's like a thing he does in all of his books where they're trying to solve a mystery about whatever magic system or the history of the world or whatever. Then they figure out that one big thing that makes it all fall into place. And then all of this stuff just starts happening all at once. Right. And I feel like episode six is where that starts to happen, but we'll talk about that next time. Hey.
We're using the phrase most influential. I, I don't think we have the vocabulary to say what we actually want to say. Yeah. <laughs> influential doesn't seem right. My pick for that, I think, would be the dinner scene. I think there's so much buried in the dialogue in the dinner scene that I think that's foreshadowing so much there. So that's mine. Yeah, mine for me was um, when she is talking to him uh, and, uh, and she brings him down to earth again when she when when he, she's like, you don't know anything about being a human when you first came here and I had to teach you all of that. Like yeah. that to me was like another like this whole season one is again, Omni-Man does this thing. And you're like, well, why? And it's because he has to come to grasp of, is he a Vulturemite or is he a human? Like, what's he going to be? It's the Superman. Am I Kryptonian or am I a human? Uh, I was like, which one do you want to be? So like, that's what this whole thing is. And Debbie is his tether to being a human. And they've just been trying to just fucking shake it loose and shake it loose and shake it loose. <laughs> I mean, but the difference is, is he chooses an alter ego of being human and doing well, that. because he's raised by humans and from a baby. So he has the, a human mentality, even though he has these powers, it's different with Mark and with Omni-Man and stuff. Omni-Man came fully formed as an asshole to this planet. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Because he is, I really feel like he's like, I think everyone on Viltrum is a sociopath. Like, I think it's <laughs> just narcissistic or culturally narcissistic. There's so many parallels between the Viltrumites and um, the United States. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. We'll, come, we'll make your place better. And like, no, we don't want that. Well, you're going to have it. So, because we got all the power. So you're done. And that's the American way. You're welcome. Just trying to keep the city safe. Well, I uh, sent you three memes that are amazing. <laughs> are they from future episodes? Uh, I'm going to grind you up and use you to pave my driveway. I mean, one of them is that joke I was telling you about Debbie. And they're like, y'all like, need to give Debbie her props because she was able to tame this... Uh, for this person for 20 years <laughs> she she is i think she is a superhero i think yeah. she she her superpower is taming omni-man as much as she could i mean oh man we it feels like we rocketed through this one because last episode we talked for so we talked for almost two hours yeah. and it's mostly because i was just a total idiot and i kept repeating myself over and over <laughs> and i was so frustrated with myself editing that like i made myself sound better kind of but then yeah. i still had to make fun of myself as much as much as possible because holy crap all right well i'm re i'm okay with being done talking about this i'm okay with getting through it yeah me too i know i'm ready to move out <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we're gonna try and uh increase our recording schedule and uh, get, pump these out, and we're at least record quicker. And then I don't know, I'll pump them out as quick as I can, as far as the editing goes. But yes. um, for Brian and myself, this is we're signing off. Um, hope you'll listen next week to Here Goes Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Beep bop -ba -doop boop. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to Here Goes Nothing. We're signing off for now, but 
as always. Yep, Beatrice, you keep it safe. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, right. Yep, 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 yep.